0: Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Ahoy,
1: ahoy, Pete! Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the Star Trek Discovery San Diego Comic-Con panel for Season 2. Indeed,
0: that was moderated, of course, by Tig Nataro, who uh, had already been announced as having a uh, a small role, whether it's one episode or a couple episodes, not quite clear yet, but a role in this upcoming season of Discovery. And Pete, let's take it from the top. When does Star Trek Discovery return?
1: January 2019. Not surprising at all. We had hoped against hope we might get a little bit more in, in 2018. Uh, But you know what, with the first season that they turned out, no wine before its time, fine with that delay, especially in light of the showrunner changeover uh, within the last month to six weeks. I would say,
0: too, as a fan that believes in quality first and perhaps irrespective of the the showrunner uh, controversy, if CBS was pushing for it to come out uh before the end of 2018 or some part or whatever uh and from i mean from the moment that that season two is even discussed uh the producers whether they're still part of the production now or not uh consistently all the way through the people in charge have said we really prefer early 2019 so for that to win out um by and large and we'll talk about the small the small exception to that january 2019 date uh, but for the for the production to have one out with that, to me, that simply says it is quality
1: first, and that's great for all involved. The most important thing when you're talking about a legacy of a fifty-plus year old TV and film franchise.
0: Uh, the exception, though, is that there are going to be four short treks, as they're being called, for kind of fifteen-minute episodes. Pete, all the way back in the uh, in the mold of what
1: great uh, what great TV move. This would be Lost. This would be Battlestar Galactica. A a lot of genre TV has turned to this method, technique. My only qualm would be it's about eight to ten years late. Uh,
0: Which I think certainly is not a criticism of how Star Trek is using it. It's just why isn't everybody else?
1: We had uh, Slingshot with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., A year and a half ago but interestingly that they did not return to it they didn't have much of a of a break um in their fifth season might have been interesting to give us a little bit before given that we waited from may to december for the fifth season premiere perhaps matt as it has done for a lot of things star trek kicks this back into vogue
0: the uh the four short treks one's going to focus on tilly one will focus on mud one will focus on saru and then the fourth one will be uh introducing a new character who will uh, play a larger role in the second season proper pete i know someone online was like this is fantastic it's like getting a 14th episode <laughs> yes that's what it is i mean yes. <laughs> that's what it is and, and, and i'm not being critical that's exactly what it is i'm sure that they took the budget of what an episode costs, they probably said, All right, now let's shave, you know, 30% off the top just because of the nature of what we're doing. Okay, obviously, Pete, they're putting it out there a little early. You goose the subscription numbers for maybe mm-hmm. if there's people like a lot of us who didn't stick with All Access when there was no Star Trek. Okay, I mean, fine, that's okay too. I'm excited about this as a property. Less lessening my excitement ever so slightly is the fact that it truly is not clear at this point when short treks will be out many sites are reporting that it'll be out in december so hey you're gonna ask me for an extra months of months worth of subscription i get an episode i get to rewatch discovery that's fine Uh, Still, as of this recording, Pete, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that there will be one short trek a month for four months this fall. Uh, The CBS press releases, plural, say only fall, uh, which of course could be any time from mid uh, September to the middle of December if you're using the Earth or Star calendar for when fall ends and winter begins. But I'm not going to quite harumph over, you want more money, let's see when the date is first and let's be excited about more Star Trek.
1: I heard a lot of December. Uh, In fact, that was discussion that you and I had off microphones. So it's going to be interesting to see you're going to do one 15 minute segment, essentially, for four months, possibly. I can't imagine people are going to sign up just for that. Okay, they're going to get the rest of the first season of Star Trek Discovery. But I can't imagine that. Those short tracks aren't going to be pirated worse than anything Harry Mudd's ever done.
0: <laughs> well, maybe Pete. In the interim, while things are officially unclear, uh, and in fact, shortly before recording, CBS updated stuff, and and still that press release says only fall. Maybe some of our maybe some of our friends behind the cloaking shield could uh, could could make things more clear. But Pete, enough about short treks and some of the confusion over it. What is the next thing that is definitely clear uh, that came out of this panel?
1: We got a casting announcement past that of Anson Mount, long since cast as Captain Pike and obviously featured very heavily in the season two teaser there. It's Spock, Uh, right, Pete? It's Spock. Yes, (laughs) it's not Spock unless uh, they're really changing things up. No, (laughs) we're going to get number one and played by somebody with fantastic geek cred uh not fantastic geek cred um just tremendous geek
0: credentials yes rebecca romaine as the enterprise is number one and pete the moment i heard that i had this moment where and i'm gonna this is going to sound like I'm speaking incorrectly, but I mean what I say here. As soon as I heard this, I imagine Rebecca Romaine traditionally with the blonde hair, I said, oh my goodness, she she looks just like Nurse Chapel. Of course, the, you know, the Majel Barrett connection there. But Rebecca Romaine blonde, my brain immediately saying, yes, yeah, she does look like Nurse Chapel, to then say, all right, darken Rebecca Romaine's hair. Of course, she would look like number one. Perfect, perfect casting. Yeah. Somebody who, as you say, I mean, geek cred, all the way back to the year 2000 in um, Mm X-Men. Super, super great casting.
1: Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her inhabit this role, uh, a character from the first pilot uh, not considered canonical and and now made canonical. Um, And I think this iteration is going to be faithful at the same time its own thing
0: well i think there's a certain degree of authenticity as to the first pilot just by virtue of the menagerie and whatnot but pete we'll save the the full canon meltdown discussion for for later um something else revealed at san diego is that at some point in this season we will be visiting saru's home planet this
1: wasn't exactly only revealed here this had been talked about a lot back to the the first season so that they've made it official per se given the the panel uh exciting news and you know clearly somebody we want to see more of somebody we're interested to see his backstory his upbringing i I want some flashbacks um you know could be a, a lot of fun
0: uh, as for po- potential returns here, not a huge, huge shock that Wilson Cruz, who was at the panel and has been tweeting about getting back to work, that uh, that Dr. Colbert will return in some way. I think Pete, that's that was widely. Let this way: anybody's paying attention on social media knows that like he's not like, oh man, I hope my former co-employees are having fun on their job discovery i'm i don't have that job anymore you know it's been quite the opposite but i think as a fan you have to say whatever crazy sci-fi way they're bringing him back i'm happy with that
1: yeah super deserving um we all mourned the the loss of the character particularly the way it went out and then they got to bring him back given the You know, um, machinations of the story, what with the uh, mycelial plane, um, how they'll resurrect him here, if it even is a true resurrection and not uh, flashbacks or an alternate version or whatnot, is uh, something to look forward to. Well, speaking of alternate versions, uh,
0: Alex Kurtzman was asked, "Does Lorca return?" And his answer was, "Maybe." And Pete, I saw some some coverage in the entertainment press saying, you know, no one could 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 quite figure out how Lorca might return. <laughs> Wait a minute, Pete. Uh, what did, <laughs> did we ever meet his prime they universe watch, version? Did they watch the show? <laughs> See, that's the unfortunate thing: is you, you know some of the some of the mainstream entertainment press. That covers this it's being covered by people who don't care i mean look they, they they care enough to write a very fine article with lots a whole bunch of details but it's things like that where it's like come on anybody who watched the first season knows that prime lorca is presumed dead nobody you know mm-hmm. <laughs> no let alone the way uh mirror lorca appeared to be incinerated in the star you know could that have been a beam out i mean this is science fiction here where there's a ton of latitude but this, you know, oh, uh, can the show even come up with a <laughs> way? Maybe Alex Kurtzman is just playing footsie with the audience. No, if they want to bring come him online. back, it's like, I've been in a prison for a year. Okay, you know, fine. There's, there's All are welcome, Pete. All are welcome.
1: Yes, and I, I think it's a foregone conclusion uh, that he returns at some point. Uh, Jason Isaacs is too much of a presence. He's too... Up to the game, as it were, enjoys it too much. Um, and uh, if not a scheduling situation, only just a matter of when to properly deploy him. Well, another cornerstone of
0: the, uh, the convention panel was the season two trailer, which, for, well, first, Pete, let's say I go spoiler free so often. It is a monastic life Sometimes I'm there by myself. But you know what? When it comes to Star (laughs) Trek. All by yourself. (laughs) All by myself. When it comes to Star Trek, particularly Star Trek Discovery, come on. I mean, I've seen this trailer probably four or five times. Probably watch it another four or five more before I declare retroactively some sort of, uh, you know, like now I won't watch it anymore. So I get to keep my anti spoiler cred. So if you truly care, dear listener, if you care about not being spoiled more than you enjoy seeing new star Trek for the rest of the calendar year, then I guess pause here, but otherwise Pete, sorry, Spock's not here right now. Does this explain, (laughs) does this trailer explain why they didn't March Zachary Quinto out there and say he's playing Spock in episode 201?
1: Nor have they cast somebody else. Yes. And we, we floated this before in in one of our uh, earlier podcast conversations about when he would appear and that, the mission is Spock. That that's the emergency. That they can't find him. Um, otherwise, why, you know, the 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 coyness? So Pete,
0: on on that writer's room whiteboard, could you say that maybe the the, the informal title for season two, chapter one, would be the search for Spock?
1: Uh, maybe they find Spock in in the third chapter. Matt
0: indeed whether you're I guess if you're if you're going from the beginning of season one I think we need some naming guidance are we on chapter three or not but back to your original idea what do you propose could be one effect could it be the the red light mystery that we'll talk about in a moment second half of the season if they're doing halves maybe they're doing thirds who knows we'll just go first half second half second half of the season Boom, you get your Spock payoff. In fact, Pete, wait, I'm getting a message. It's from the future. <laughs> it's sometime in March. Wait, wait, perhaps... is
1: it Enterprise Future Man?
0: Uh oh, oh no, Pete, wait. The 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 warp nacelle um Hold the yuppie things. If they have uh no if they have a space in them, then I can I can't watch it because that must be JJ Verse <laughs> or something. Um speaking of monastic existences. Anyhow, here's the vision of the future, Pete. It's the end of the first half of season two, and just like uh Unification Part One,
1: who walks out from the shadows, Pete, it's it's Mr. Spock. Yeah. There you go. And uh really hoping and and holding out at this point for Quinto. Um part of it is the combative relationship between CBS and Paramount. Um, hopefully for the good of an all time TV character that can be sorted out and they can get the right guy in there. He's only ever been played by two actors, both of them beloved, um, for similar and and very different reasons. And, uh, Yeah, give the fans what they want. I mean, geez, Matt, is there a way you might drive up CBS All Access subscriptions than having the film Spock come to your TV show?
0: Definitely could not agree more, and uh, I believe the – legal business space between CBS and uh Paramount I think that's in the process of closing and in, in a merger or a purchase or this or that I, I I'm not totally up to speed uh on that but I think boundaries that were put in the way have have uh, erased that sort of thing but we'll let the people in the real universe worry about that Pete let's stick with the Star Trek universe here the season two first chapter storyline, the red light mystery—some is the beacon. Is it a, a statement of destruction? Uh, if you look at it at a weird angle, does it make a big Starfleet delta? I don't know. Pete. I thought
1: that very thing. Yeah, here's where I think we're going, and I'm—I'm I'm not pretending to have any inside knowledge here. I'm just casting a line. Um, one of the big things to come out of this panel was. Uh, Kurtzman saying, "You will find out where Discovery fits in canonically this season." Well, you know, the decision to go back and do a prequel again um, after Enterprise consecutively was was met with a lot of disdain, at least initially, and I think a lot of people have have come along, you know, having given themselves over to discovery and had a great time and loving the characters and and moving forward. They talked initially that the show back when we had, uh, Brian Fuller would take on an anthology style format, like an American horror story or anything like that, where they visit different points at different seasons. Um, and the thinking was, well, let's do an original series, uh, season. Let's do a next gen season. Let's do a deep space nine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Matt, I think what they may be teasing throws discovery eventually past our existing time frame and into the future.
0: That would be interesting when you initially shared that thought with me. Here's what I thought you said. And you can certainly, you could, you could say, no, that's not what I said. Or maybe it was an idea in your head, whatever it is, or fake maybe news. it's just a, maybe it's a different, Pete, maybe fake, it's a different, fake, thought.
1: fake space news,
0: fake space news. Indeed. I thought that you were saying that the red light mystery would end up consuming this timeline that we've seen and kind of quote unquote restoring yeah. it to the original, which which I don't like because bottom I, line I don't is like this. Un-
1: undoing it. Yeah. This matters and it's a puzzle piece at this point. How does it fit in? How has Spock in all the time we've ever seen him uh, never alluded to um, a, a human half-sister uh, and how further that would humanize him? I mean it's very clear why it never happened because they never – Thought about it and it wasn't a thing for them until this character was created. Okay, so now how do you make her fit into his life and the fact that he never mentioned her?
0: So, Pete, once Spock appears or if we do have a jump to the future, what do you propose could be at least an after effect of that?
1: Well, I think given the hubbub that Kurtzman may be developing, probably is developing a return for Picard that you return to around that timeline. And again, it's all connected.
0: And I'll mention too, as a tangent, I don't think we covered one of these uh, prior summertime discovery uh, podcasts. I think that a Picard series would be a next generation series in disguise which is to say we're not going to let uh, the perceived lowest person on the totem pole whoever that might be of the seven hold things up with the contract demand but what we'll do is we'll give patrick stewart a whole bunch of money hey you want to do a four episode uh appearance by dr crusher great oh she's playing hardball uh, let's make it two episodes. Hey, you want to have Jordy appear in five? Fantastic. Oh, he's available for more and the price works and the story works? All right, we'll have him in six of the 11, that kind of thing. Um, so I think you kind of get, you know, you get it any which way you want with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's an attractive avenue for a lot of different directions. But I, I just get this feeling it's all heading past where we left off.
0: Well, anyhow pete let's circle back to discovery here i'll point out too that the the sorry spock's not here right now notion also fits in canonically uh to this idea that sarik and spock had not spoken in a great uh, amount of time uh, by the time we get to the episode babel so assuming that we get some sarik in the first half and some spock in the second half, get to preserve all of that uh more immediately pete I know the feeling at the end of the first season, you know, we'd been through all this and we'd had Georgiou and then we lost her, then we kind of got her back. And, you know, is Burnham going to, is it going to be just this, this 15 episode arc for Burnham to become captain? No, no, we're going to go to Vulcan to pick up the new captain. And it kind of was this feeling of like, oh, I dug Lorca, even though I understand now he's a bad guy and he was like a, you know, hard ass initially and et cetera, et cetera. I don't want there to be a new captain. Well, Pete discovery's new captain for now is Christopher Pike. That's convenient. And I love it. I love it that you get that immediate injection and he's taking over because of there's this super duper emergency. And I don't know. It's to me, it's just very, very inspired that you get to back burner. Who's the permanent captain of discovery? Cause we have an immediate mission right now.
1: I I like that. It's been musical. Captains, at this point, and look—we all know where it's going. It's going to be Burnham's ship eventually. It—it um, it was in the Mirror Mirror universe, but I think that by bringing Pike in, by giving him this reason to be aboard Discovery and not on the Enterprise, you know, they've redressed the sets to to be the Enterprise. They've got the original. Uh, Enterprise uniforms, of course, uh, updone for uh, HD and 2018-19. So uh, it it all fits, again, if you take that deep breath and, and don't hold it so tight that you crush it.
0: Well, speaking, Pete, of not holding things too tightly, the the fleeting shots that we saw of a woman from the Enterprise beaming in with Pike. uh, Initially, a lot of people were saying, oh, that must be number one. Uh, To my eyes, no, it appears she has some sort of uh, cheek mouth thing that... uh, Darned, if, it, if I don't recognize it from a Next Generation episode, I cannot remember the episode. I could see the woman in my head, but I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't conjure up the species at this point. But I think that they're just going for one of those deep bench, you know, oh, they have a reference to this one alien species seen in one other episode 22 years ago. Uh, and that's going to be who his, who his uh, junior officer is joining him as he goes on over to the Discovery.
1: And I think that was one of the really well-played things with the first season. They didn't stunt uh, reference, if you will. Uh, They were organic. They made people go to the Google machine and and look some things up. There were things that were instantly recognizable. uh, All lovingly done. Never, ever forced
0: and continuing on here with uh, some some deep focus on the trailer uh, of course we had facetime given to all the principal well many of the principals we didn't see any of our any of our klingon comrades but of course we saw burnham saru tilly etc but i was super happy to see you know facetime and love given to the other members of the bridge crew as well we got some bryce we got some owosicon we got some detmer uh you know I welcome seeing, you know, be getting more screen time, more story time out of those yeah. characters as well.
1: And they've they've, you know, heavily hinted that that's coming not in a lower decks type of way, but that they will continue to grow and yeah, look, that first season you don't have as many episodes as, you know, first season runs for the original series and next gen and deep space nine. I mean, Matt, remember 30 to 26 episode to 22 episode, uh, seasons of TV, which are the most you ever see now. Nothing of this budget is, is done at that many anymore. Um, so sprinkling them in. And now that we know them and they were heroes, same as the rest, the chance to allow them to grow and develop. I'm, I'm looking forward to more of Aram, uh, the, the cyborg ro- robotic looking uh, woman on the bridge. They've also teased more about that. Um, and again, it just comes back to that infinite diversity in infinite combinations and to allow them to have the story space and not shoehorn them in
0: and the story space in the mothership it's all well and good if you sit and tell me oh man ign or whatever the comic brand is like they're going to do you know they're going to do a, a two-issue mini-series on detmer's past i'll say oh that's fantastic i'll probably never take the trouble to read it but if you want to say hey we're going to do uh, uh, a short trek in between chapter one and chapter three and chapter four, that gives you that were Detmer background or surprise. Uh, Bryce's brother is going to, you know, uh, turn out to be a traitor. And now we're going to learn more about Bryce or whatever it is. Bring it on. Same as the rest, same with the Burnham and Cyrus and Tillies of the world.
1: Yeah. And that they've devoted significant screen time at the end of this trailer to a new alien character named Linus and the, Nice denouement after the 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 serious and exciting of oh we're gonna be looking for Spock and Pike's coming aboard the enterprise and we're gonna get more of our new friends here's an even newer friend we haven't met yet
0: yeah it was a fun moment um and you know frankly a fun update to the very very static uh, saurian mask that was made there all the way back for Star Trek the motion picture. I think a reminder to Pete, you know, Star Trek is this growing thing. The Saurians were, you know, Gene Roddenberry did not hand sketch the Saurians and that and whatnot. <laughs> it was made by makeup people and then the, the, the name and the description of them, you know, got after the fact got, got approved by Roddenberry and whatnot. So it's all, you know, there's all this, there's this great well of Star Trek and great, you know series of places where where new characters can come from it's smart to end with a funny you hope that you know i don't know you hope to see more linus there's just something very likable there about you know pete we've all been in the elevator by ourselves and you're like yes i'm gonna <laughs> get to where i have to get to then it's not just other people get in pete it's the boss it's the boss's boss it's yeah. the boss's boss boss's m- medical guy his one of his you know science people, whatever it is things are all suddenly very serious and you and you got a cold like it's just it's so relatable it's a good funny but it's it's yeah it's just it, it was a great way to end that trailer
1: at its absolute best in season one star trek discovery was not just fun but funny and i think wise that they ended on this note when again, what are they teasing out? Ooh, Spock, 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 Spock. You're fixated on that. How do you end it in a, in a satisfying way and not give us Spock? Hey, here's this funny little bit in the turbo lift.
0: I have to say too, I love the use of Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. Not only does the song rock, but I think it really resets. It re-reminds us the tone that this is a modern show uh, and not something that's caught in a 60s aesthetic. Um... And Pete, do you get more Star Trek in a certain sense than Lenny Kravitz, who's the product of a Bahamanian <laughs> uh, woman, Roxy Roker, and a right. Russian Jewish New Yorker, Cy Kravitz? I mean, my goodness, that's Star Trek in a nutshell, man.
1: If only he could appear as an alien, as an Easter egg, uh, would be the only way you could get more uh, Star Trekian. Um, I got to admit it made me think a little bit of enterprise with it's uh much maligned i happen to like uh i have it on my ipod um the star trek enterprise uh title song uh faith in the heart um, by diane warren uh sung on your radio and on anything most people have listened to uh by rod stewart uh, I forget the gentleman who, who did it for TV, but it made me think a little bit of that and, you know, nothing. So I, I know people were horrified when that news broke uh, back in 2001. Oh, they're going to have a pop song for the for the title card. Um, and over time, it, it's it's fine. It, it gets the job done. It, it sets the, the tone for that series. Um, and this is a trailer and, and you can do things differently. Uh, I mean, one of my two favorite bands of all time, BC boys is heavily featured in the, in the Kelvin timeline movies and they've used sabotage twice. Uh, so I I've been a fan of how they've used this stuff to this point. I wouldn't have gone in this direction, but given the points that you're making, I think it makes a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I think for the song to communicate, I mean, with all due respect to Mr. Kravitz, it's a simple enough chord structure. It's a simple enough you know, message of, I want to fly away with you. They're flying in space. The you is you, the audience, or you, Burnham, and he's the unseen whatever. Um, I think too, I mean, it's a song that came out in 1998. How many, how many of us are in our 30s and 40s that you hear right that here. song and it transports <laughs> you back? Um, so I think there's that too, where it's like, Hey, middle-aged people who think you're still young, look—it's a song from when you were young. Because this show, it's for young people like you, even though you're (laughs) middle-aged. So, uh, I don't know. I completely dug it. Do I expect that this is the new Star Trek Discovery theme? You know, of course not. With all due respect, Pete to Russell Watson, the British tenor who who sang uh, the Enterprise uh, theme. There, I mean, to me, like I said, it, it was just a really fun way to say. Star Trek is coming back. It's the Star Trek that you know, but we're adding an emphasis on fun, on adventure, on, you know, let's let's wrestle things up a little bit. And the whole trailer, I think, captured that.
1: Yeah. And they're only showing us what they've obviously shot so far. First chapter stuff. If a smidgen of that first chapter, we don't know how long their first chapter will be before a break even if there will be a break uh i gotta tell you the one disappointing thing i thought we'd get out of the panel was a date for uh our star trek discovery blu-ray set because i'm ready to be able to watch that not needing to stream it and or pay cbs
0: (laughs) when you had sent me that text i actually thought you were kidding Uh, I would welcome a Blu ray set. However, I would be shocked if, you know, if CBS All Access in its current incarnation, um, which reports itself as successful and growing, however they want to measure that. No one knows whether that's true or not unless you're CBS All Access. I mean, heck, Pete, what is the line between pour more money into something to grow it and then it's successful or do you keep growing it you know i I certainly don't know um but i would be shocked if a healthy and growing all access ever releases this stuff on blu-ray
1: they They they... released uh the good wife spinoff uh season one about a month to six weeks before the second season came out so I think we'll hmm. keep to that timing right in time for your space holidays, Matt. Boom. There you go.
0: And you know what, too, Pete? And I, I'm I'm not trying to throw stones overly at CBS All Access. I feel like the holiday season is the only time that you could release it on Blu-ray without ticking people off who already are you know, fairly or unfairly predisposed to being upset about this whole we're gonna pay for it in this country and not on netflix everywhere else um i think that close to a premiere date people would just say oh whatever i'm still getting the subscription anyway because i want to see 15 minutes of tilly doing tilly things hooray for math pete we would love to hear from people what their season two theories are You know, are we headed to the future? When will we get Spock? Who will play Spock? Will they bring Zachary Quinto to New York Comic-Con, which we will be at, which would be really awesome. Hint, hint. Um, But Pete, as I said, a little tangent there about New York Comic-Con. We'd love to hear from people about uh, your thoughts on the trailer, your thoughts ahead for season two. Pete, how can people be in touch with you?
1: You can be in touch with me on Twitter, at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-L-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9921 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter as looking
0: back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on gmail on instagram on twitter where we are fantastic geek as well But wait, Pete, there's more
1: facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the ph all one word
0: like it today Pete, this Discovery feed will update as more news about Season 2 comes out. Could be tomorrow, could be a week, could be a month, uh, but we'll certainly keep those communications open if you're listening to us on the Pop Culture Podcast by Fantastic Geek feed. Pete, we have quite a weekend ahead of us. We'll be talking MCU, Iron Fist, Cloak and Dagger. We'll be talking some DCEU, what with your Aquamans and your Wonder Woman's is in the 1980s uh and some other good stuff uh luke cage as well wrapping up that podcast feed as well so super busy time but a great time to be a geek
1: absolutely and we're here to bring it all to you
0: with that pete i will say kapwa to all our listeners and give you the final sdcc disco word
1: i'm here to take control of the podcast under regulation 19 section c